If you are experiencing candida overgrowth, you've probably looked into a candida diet. Not only is every single version different, but you might also have people telling you diet doesn't matter. Well, we all know what we eat matters. The questions really are, what foods help me get back to healthy? What foods hurt my journey back to getting healthy? And do I have to follow this super strict diet forever to feel good? And these are the questions I'm going to answer in today's episode. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. In my last episode, number 69, Dr. Michael Biamonte shared with us all about candida overgrowth. A quick recap of what he and I talked through is that candida itself is a normal part of our microbiome. The problem occurs when it overgrows. Things that can cause an overgrowth can be a physically traumatic event, several rounds of antibiotics, drinking chlorinated water, especially from swimming pools, hormone imbalances, pesticides, herbicides, things like that, basically things that can alter the microbiome. This is why when you go to a doctor and ask about it, they will say, well, everyone has candida because we do, but what they might dismiss is the overgrowth and the symptoms that go with that. He also explained the different tests that can be run to let us confirm if we have an overgrowth or not, but the gold standard is symptoms. There are four categories of symptoms, starting with brain fog and forgetfulness, getting more disruptive with each category, the last category being mast cell activation syndrome. We also discuss the role diet plays in candida overgrowth, and this is what I want to expand on today. First, I want to clearly state that diet alone will never resolve candida overgrowth. As much as we all hate taking medication and want food to be the magic bullet, In the case of candida overgrowth, it is not. In other conditions, maybe, but this one, definitely not. That might seem discouraging, but I promise you it's not. Food absolutely plays an essential role in helping it resolve. You can't eat crap and expect the treatments to do all of the work. So how does food help resolve candida overgrowth? By dramatically reducing its main food source, sugar, and eating an extremely nutrient-rich diet, you are helping to weaken it and allow the medications, typically herbs, to do their job effectively. As you probably know if you've done any research, this looks a little bit different for every person, but the foundation is the same. Then you can tweak from there as needed around food sensitivities and your symptoms and your feelings and and things like that. So what are the foundational pieces of a candida diet? Number one, absolute must, this is where you start, 
cutting out all highly processed food. This is stuff is full of things that disrupt a healthy microbiome and also feed candida. This is absolutely step one. You've got to cut the potato chips. You've got to cut the fast food. You've got to cut the, you know, Wonder Bread. You're going to have to cut out the highly processed cereal. You're going to have to cut out donuts and cake for dinner and things like that. Like you're going to have to cut that out. But... You can't just cut it out because it's going to leave a void, right? You can't starve. You have to eat. So if we're going to cut out highly processed food, what are we going to replace it with? Let's start with meat. Let's make sure we're eating animal protein from a variety of sources, beef, poultry, seafood, okay? The reason is that it is low in all of the food candida eats specifically carbs and sugar, and it's nutrient-dense. It's also extremely filling. Being hungry is the worst. So make an aim to get at least 100 grams of protein per day. That is about 30 to 40 grams per meal. Next up, vegetables. You will want to stick with low-carb vegetables, so this mostly means minimizing potatoes. All other vegetables are low carb. Don't go restriction crazy. Carrots do not have a lot of carbs, okay? Make sure you're getting vegetables with every meal and use a variety of them. Don't stick with the same one to three vegetables the entire time, okay? And if you want to know what this looks like, you're going to want to go download my free guide. It's in the show notes. Next up, healthy fats. This is going to be your biggest source of calories. Calories either come from carbs or fat. And if we're minimizing carbs because we need to weaken the candida, then we have to get our calories from somewhere or we're going to be really, really hungry. Okay? Protein and vegetables cannot give you the calories you need to be able to function. I mean, if you did just protein and vegetables, you're looking at maybe seven, 800 calories per day. That is not enough. So we're going to have to get our calories from somewhere else, okay? Now, when we talk about minimizing carbs, some people think we need to go keto. That is not the case. We typically want to stay anywhere between 100 to 140, 150 grams of carbohydrates per day, okay? Fats are going to be where you're getting your calories from to be able to function. Fat does not make you fat, okay? So let's just clear the air on that. Fat actually makes you feel satiated, makes you feel full, and it helps keep your blood sugar stable, which is what we need. We need stable blood sugar right now. I mean, we want it always, but especially right now. Okay, we don't want huge spikes and drops. Healthy fats include butter, ghee, lard, olives, olive oil, avocado, avocado oil, coconut, coconut oil, nuts, and seeds. You want to strictly avoid vegetable and seed oils like canola, grapeseed, soy, corn, etc. Next up, fruit. You're going to want to stick with the lower sugar fruits like berries, all of the berries, lemons, and limes initially. Eventually, you'll be able to add more back in, but this is just initially, okay? Grains. This is where there's a lot of variation, I tend to lead towards going grain-free until the candida overgrowth is resolved because they are so easy to overeat. 
People underestimate how much they're actually eating and you will easily consume way too many carbs and kind of set yourself back on your healing journey because you're like feverishly feeding the candida, okay? This is counterproductive. So I lean towards going grain-free because it's the easiest way to ensure that not only you're getting the most nutrient-dense foods, but we're not accidentally over-consuming, okay? Now let's talk about flavor. If we're eating real food, it doesn't have all of the chemicals that light our brain up to like make us feel excited and happy, right? So how do we make food taste good? With herbs and spices, all of them. Be liberal with them. Most of the time recipes underdo the herbs. So I recommend tasting and adding in. And if you don't know where to start on that, I have a get started guide to herbs and spices on my website. So I will put the link in the show notes for you to go and check that out as well. I also teach you that in my coaching course, but we'll, we'll get to that later. So then it's like, what do we drink? Because drinks are our main source of sugar, right? There's sugar in the venti Starbucks latte that you're getting. Artificial sugar counts. You're not allowed to eat that either. Okay. So zero calorie sweeteners aren't a good substitute so we're you know we have our we have it in our coffee we're drinking soda you know we like our vitamin water we you know we just we drink a lot of sugar so if you're not if we're cutting out sugar we're cutting out artificial sweeteners then we need to drink water but you can also have full fat cream homemade unsweetened nut milks and unsweet teas Now that we've talked through this, I need to make something very clear. This is a therapeutic diet that is to be used while you're taking your treatment protocol. If your candida is treated correctly, your candida overgrowth is treated correctly, it should be gone in about six months. Okay. And you should, you know, as Dr. Biamonte said, we're going to test that to make sure it's actually the overgrowth has been taken care of, right? If it's done correctly, it should be done in six months. After six months, we're going to want to heal the damage that candida has done to the gut, right? And we're going to trend. And then as we're healing the gut, we're also going to transition to a normal, healthy diet. We're not going to go back to eating crap and tons of sugar and highly processed foods, but we're going to learn what a healthy, normal diet looks like. We do not live in that candida, low yeast, low sugar diet forever, right? That is way too restrictive, right? We want to be able to eat mangoes and pineapples and grapes and apples and peaches, right? Like we want to be able to eat a variety of food and get a variety of nutrients. Potatoes taste amazing and they're nutrient dense as well. So we want to be able to add these things back in. So the candida gets resolved properly. It's rear tested. It's gone. And then we're going to transition to a healthy diet. This is super important. The candida diet is a tool in the therapy toolbox to be used alongside treatment. It is a short-term tool, typically about six months, and then we're going to transition to a normal healthy diet, right? And if you would like guidance and support through this process, you don't have to guess. 
eat the same four meals every day for weeks on end, get bored, binge eat all of the things, and then set your healing back and get frustrated with yourself, I would love to partner with you. I would love to remove the guesswork, give you recipes and meal plans to make following this so much easier, right? So you're still getting a variety of nutrients. You're getting the nutrient-dense foods. You have substitutions for your favorite things to eat so you're not feeling deprived. And then I would love to teach you how to eat a normal healthy diet after the candida overgrowth is gone. It really is a two-step process. Actually, I think it's a three-step process because we need to have transition from what you're currently eating leading up to the candida diet, right? And then we have the candida diet for six months. And then we need to transition to a normal healthy diet, right? So that's a three-step process that sets you up for feeling empowered, feeling like you have things that you can eat, feeling like you have flexibility, and being kind of excited to actually go through the healing process instead of dreading it and praying for it to be over and just being along for the ride. I want to teach you how to use food to your advantage so that you can get and then stay healthy and you're not struggling with this for life because you don't have to. This framework, the three-step process that I just walked you through is called my therapeutic food framework. It's how I coach my clients and it's a hybrid of one-on-one coaching with an online course. It's super, super helpful. I would love to share that with you and the link to that is in the show notes and then if you still have questions, you can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call where we can kind of talk through what you have going on and answer your questions about the framework and the coaching process and then we can go from there. Quick recap, Candida diet is a short-term diet that pairs with a treatment protocol. We are cutting out highly processed foods. We are focusing on getting 100 grams of animal-based protein per day. We are eating a lot of low-carb vegetables, which is mostly just not eating potatoes. We are getting calories from healthy fats. We are sticking to low-sugar fruits like berries and citrus. Uh, we're probably going to minimize, if not completely eliminate grains for this time. We're going to do lots of herbs and spices to add flavor. And we're going to drink unsweetened drinks, like really good high quality coffee and full fat cream, water, homemade unsweetened nut milks and unsweet teas. And then we are going to transition to a normal healthy diet. And we're not going to live there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. 
Until next time, friend. Bye.